both sides of the plate. The pitch, swung on, grounded up the middle, Lindor diving, smothered it. Glove flip to second one. Ramirez relay, got him at first. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. you fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I, I turned him into a Mexican tonight. He felt <laughs> like a Mexican. I got some mighty dog food, some kind of shit. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my god, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is her. This is her. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids so kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. There will be a civil war in the United States of America. So JT Barrett alone in the backfield. Barrett's going to keep it. Barrett, end zone touchdown. And welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 on a first Friday here in Canton, Ohio. Happy to have you guys with us online at WRQK.com and getting you hooked up with two Two trips to Las Vegas this morning. We'll do one at 8, one again at 9. Send you out to the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's September 22nd and the 23rd. T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, and we'll send you. 745, we'll hook you up with Star County Fair tickets, and then 930, the big one. Ohio Championship Wrestling That's right. That's right. Ohio Championship Wrestling tickets. We'll do those at 930 because they are uh, rolling back into Buzzman tomorrow night. And I believe, Fantone, you're going to be like, what? Uh, dude, is somebody slamming you through something? Well, here's what's going on, dude. This happened yesterday. Uh, Juice Jennings actually came up to the radio station looking for me. Luckily, your, yeah. boy, your boy was already gone. So yesterday, Juice Jennings out in the parking lot, losing his mind. I guess our boss had to go out there and like investigate what was really? happening. It was a whole deal. And uh, yeah, it's all coming to a head tomorrow night at Buzzman. See, Juice Jennings feels as if like Fanto like, robbed him of the belt. And I just think, dude, you were too much of a sissy to win it. That did, that's what I'm saying, too. Juice Jennings is a coward. <laughs> that's what I think. I think he's too much of a sissy to win it. So tomorrow night, he's going to be calling me out in the, in the center of the squared circle. He's taking on Canton native Electric Jake Ely tomorrow, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I love that, dude. I, lo- I love that. Honestly, dude, like, dude, th- these these local wrestling companies and their names, it's like when, it's like, it was like new members in KISS when they were still trying to keep the makeup on. Now just make Eric Carr the fox. Just make him the fox. Yeah, just put the Egyptian symbols on Vinnie Vincent. Who cares? He doesn't need a name. Just, just dude, dude, is his face white? Paint it white. It, it, it's a little bit like that. A little bit. But nonetheless, tomorrow night, Ohio Championship Wrestling, you can win your way in later. That's awesome. It is awesome. It is. 9.30, we'll get choked up with those. So, uh, I, a lot of action on the show today. Actually, at 8 o'clock, we'll let you hear from Dan Gilbert, his plans for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think everybody's going to be happy when we, when we let you listen to what Dan Gilbert had to say. Obviously, Brown's in action last night. Win 25 nothing. 
Uh, I got a lot of strong feelings on that. I know it's preseason, but I'm going to tell you why it matters, and we'll okay. do that throughout the program. Okay. And Ohio State, big victory last night. Uh, you know, I had predicted right before the game had started, they'd win by 30, ended up being 49-21. I ended up being pretty close, close there, you know what I mean? Not the worst there. They, uh, they were off to a slow start. They did not look good in the first half. And I know, like, a lot of people on Twitter this morning, man, you know, Buckeye's Twitter's pretty soft. Look at all these hot takes. And I was listed in, in that. Like, he, like, listed me. And my tweet was, wow, the Buckeyes look awful. And here's the thing. In the first half, they did look awful. They, they did. They didn't look good. Like, so I don't know why live opinions are considered to be hot takes. Like, I didn't say, oh, my God, they're not the number two team in the country. That's a hot take. But saying, man, they don't look good right now isn't a hot take. But we got to put all that to the side. Okay. Because I'll tell you who the best athlete of the night last night was. Okay. Was this dude right here. Stansbury. Mr. Daniel John Stansbury. <laughs> okay, MVP over here. Was, was, be- was the best athlete of the night last night. All right. So I was hosting an OSU watch party, and I was doing that at TD's Tailgate Grill. Of course. Lake Cable. New location right there. Yeah, indeed. Only about five months they've been open there. Nice. And right next to there, the owners of TD's have opened a Mexican restaurant, which I guess used to be like a real famous brand here back in the day, Three Gringos. Oh, Three Gringos is, is like... If, if your aunt lived in Stark County, your aunt was wasted at Three Gringos on those blue margaritas, you know, making, out, I had make, some of those making, making, out, making out with some dude in 1994. That's totally how it was going down. Hey, uh, I'll make out with your aunt tomorrow. <laughs> you want to bring her? You know what I mean? Want to go to the iHeartRadio Music Festival? Bring me your aunt. That's the way it goes now. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, a real life, like, Stark County. People love that place, and now it's back. Yeah, so he's, like, revitalized that brand. And they're doing, like, this El Diablo challenge. Where they give you, like, it's a huge burrito, and it's filled. I forget everything that's in it. There's a video up at Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show, and you can see it. Like, they Facebook lived me eating this thing last night. Because here's what the deal. Like, it, the challenge doesn't actually start until today at 4. All right. So if you go to Three Gringos at 4, and you're the first person to eat it and finish it, you'll get a $100 gift card. Jeez. Yeah, and then after that, everybody that does it after that, if you make it, you get $15 worth of TDs or, or uh, you know, Three Gringos trade and the like, right? So the, he's like, man, he's like, you know, I'm kicking off this challenge, and you're going to be here for the Ohio State game. He's like, would you be willing to do this? And I said to him before the whole thing, I was like, I, I don't know if I'm the guy you want. He's like, well, why not? I said, Scott, I'm going to be able to do it. Oh, no, you won't. No, you won't. I was like, okay, well, then fine. Yeah, then absolutely, I'll do it, right? So my buddy Lamar Sharp met me up there yesterday, so he helped film it. Officer Lamar Sharp. He did, that. yeah. Officer Lamar Sharp indeed was there. I like it. And my friend Jackie, they both uh, they both showed up to help me film this, and it was delicious. And that's what I got to be honest with you. There were points in the video where I felt bad for Scott because I was like, just dude. wolfing it down. Yeah, I was like, man, <laughs> at some point, it's bow down, you, dude. At some point, man, you got to make it look like like this thing's a struggle. Wow, a struggle for you. Wow. Now they don't let you. There's no time limit. Okay. But they don't let you drink anything while you're doing it. Okay. So I had like a beer right in front of me, and I will admit, like the entire time, I was like, "Oh my god, I just want to pound that beer." But I love hot food. No, I will tell you, I had to do like 80 on the way home last night. Okay. Right. Like there was, there was, there was some evacuating that needed to happen, and then again, I woke up this morning. And I was like, oh, dear God. Oh, of course. <laughs> like, oh, dear God. Like, what have I done? Like, I feel worse now than I did while trying to eat it. You go you go eight hours with, you know, the El Diablo burrito in your lower intestine. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, some evacuation happening there. Um, I, uh, I, I, I guess I can't say I'm surprised. I've watched you eat before. It's it's. 
You you always eat like you're angry, so I would just assume that I would just assume. Dude, I hate how accurate that is. Like, I want to be mad. He eats like he hates himself, dude. It's just absolutely, it's disgusting. Have you not been paying attention? (laughs) It's disgusting and intriguing all at the same time. I eat because I hate myself. (laughs) Like, that's why I do it. Did, did... Did it get to the point where it was like so spicy? Because sometimes you'll eat stuff that's hot and you'll just lose, lose everything flavor. in your mouth. No, no, like no, no, no. But again, I have. I, I think most people would have given in well before I did. But I have a tolerance for this stuff. And uh, you know, I even talked about it in, in the video. I said, "Dude, Adam Richman's a bitch, dude. Jeez. Like that guy quit that job because he got fat." Do Travel Channel? I'm um, to do call your boy. <laughs> like, dude, let me tell you, the guy who never waves the white flag on that gig ever. Man versus food. I would totally take that job. Let me get this straight. I get to fly over the world and yeah. people just shove me full of food. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. You got to think, too. I mean, he was probably pulling a. It made bunch, money. Making money and pulling a bunch of ass off of that TV show. Oh, right? God, yeah. A ton of it. So, yeah, yeah just, I mean. Just, you know, waitresses in Buffalo just getting <laughs> railed by Richmond. That should be the new one. Railed by Richmond. So, I have a confession to make. All right. So I ate this huge burrito last night. And again, you can see the video, facebook.com slash Show. But I had forgotten during the day yesterday that I was supposed to do this. Okay. Okay. And I had, I had a maintenance appointment at Wacom, at Wacom Honda, right? They were just, you know, it was like, and it was real simple. It was just oil change tire rotation, right? Right. right. So I go up there around one o'clock <clears throat> and they're like, all right, well, you know, can you give us like 40 minutes to get this all done? I said, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, well, I haven't had lunch yet. They said, all right, well, there's a restaurant right next door. And forgetting yesterday that I completely had to go to, to Three Gringos and do, and do the El Diablo Challenge for lunch, I had a fire burrito at El Campesino. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, as I'm like, as I'm signing out at El Camps, Scott like, t- like texts me. He's like, hey, man, you ready for the El Diablo Challenge tonight? And I was like, oh, God damn, what have I done? <laughs> What have I done? So, dude, there was about three feet of burrito in me yesterday. <laughs> I just had, you know what I mean? I just had, you know, like a porn star's worth of burrito just shoved in me. But it was delicious, man. I I, I suggest you try it. I uh, I certainly will. My girlfriend loves that place. The, the blue margaritas oh, are yeah. more than enough for her. So, yeah. El Diablo Challenge tonight at 4. Indeed. Uh, I we're, We will be hosting more football parties. This will uh, more for, like, the pro games at uh, TD's Tailgate Grill. I'm going to do, I believe, one or two more, and then actually we're going to hand those off to Fantone. He'll take you through the rest of the NFL season. We will get you up to date on, uh, well, you know what? Actually, I do want to sound off on what I think the Browns going for in the preseason means, and I do think it means something, and I'll give you that next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas iHeartRadio Music Festival. End of this month, T-Mobile Arena. All right, I've been sh- so I've never said this guy's name once, Phantom, while looking at the list of performers. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, we'll do this live and see if I nail it. Okay, is it Niall Horan? Uh, Niall Horan, yeah. I, so I have that right. He Who was, the hell is Niall he Horan? He was one of the One Direction kids, I think. Oh, and he actually has one of the uh, wait. One of- 
Wasn't what's his name? Wasn't Harry Styles in One Direction? I believe so. Yeah, so they're both playing the same well. festival. Oh, dude, are we gonna have? Dude, are we gonna have One Direction beef? I don't think there's like beef amongst each other. I think they all just were kind of like, hey, we don't want to be in a boy band anymore. We all want to be Justin Timberlake as opposed Fair. to being in sync. So who's who's getting the better of that right now? Um, I think that Nile kid had one of the better songs of the summer. That slow hand song. I don't know if you've heard that. It's a pretty good one. Um, and uh, I don't think Harry Styles did anything big this year, but he's had songs that have done pretty well. So I know everybody was thinking Sign of the Times was turning him into the new David Bowie. And that didn't seem to work. No, no, I, it didn't seem to. I uh, I remember we did it for New Tour Tuesday, but like I hear it occasionally still, but not like everywhere like people were telling me I was going to. No, I think that I think the the Nile kid had the bigger song this summer at the very least. Interesting. So you can see them both. As we'll send you out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. 8 o'clock, you can get your first keyword. So your Browns went 4-0 last night, and uh, they won that game 25 to nothing. And I know what everybody's going to say. Well, it's just preseason. I mean, it's just preseason. Well, it is. Well, it is. But I think it means something. And I'm right. I said yesterday the Buckeyes would win by 30. Came pretty close. Told you Kyrie Irving was going to be a Boston Celtic. Look at where Kyrie Irving is right now. I know what I'm talking about. And the Browns going 4-0 in the preseason means something. And here's what it means. Let's, let's, let's turn it into the regular season. And let's say the regular season is that much harder to win than preseason. Okay, let's say it's 1-3 then. Let's turn 4-0 in the preseason into 1-3 in the regular season. You'll take it. They were 1-15 last year. So I already see an improvement. And you're starting to establish guys on the field who expect to win. And you got to start somewhere. Yes. You have to start somewhere, and you can only win the games that are in front of you. I think this is indicative of Hugh, we're starting to see it, of being able to coach young men and being able to get young men to play the way he wants them to play. And I believe that this is partially due to Greg Williams, too. You shut a team out, preseason or not, I don't care, dude, you're shutting teams out. Now, I know, it's the Bears. Right. Well, the Bears were sitting across the, the sidelines looking, well, it's the Browns, thinking that they could shut us out. Shutting people out is hard in any professional sport. Those are still professional guys. They're being paid to do that. I know it's preseason. Everybody likes to downplay it. But if I equate it to the regular season, and I said this to Munch yesterday who had me on his show. I said if, if we turn it into the regular season and it's 1-3, and three, I'll still take it. I, dude, ha- I mean, nobody played last night, and we still found a way to win 25 to nothing. I'm t- I think we're seeing a little bit of the turning of the tide. Now, I still think it's four games this year. I Don't, don't get me crazy. Somebody said to me yesterday, they're going to win 10. Like I was on Munch's, I was I was on Munch's show and somebody That's like called insane. in and said, "Yes, they're going to win ten. I was like, "Dude, they're not going to win ten. They'll win ten maybe two years from now. They'll win ten. They're not winning ten games. Maybe two years put together. But I games. like it. I think, dude, if you win four games in a row as a professional football team, you were starting to establish a culture of we like to win. We like this feeling." Now, is it going to relate all the way in the regular season? No, you got Deshaun Kaiser, a rookie quarterback, starting in the NFL. Dude, that's going to be problematic. There are going to be weeks where he's going to get lit up. Three interception games. Get ready. It's all coming because that's what rookies do. This is definitely a testament to the very low bar that the Cleveland Browns have. I mean, it, it really is that, you know, we're talking about what's basically a starting block of like, well, at least they have that together. And I'll give them credit and I'll get and I'll I'll agree with you there that it's far better to go four and zero in the preseason than zero and four. I don't think anybody's gonna debate that. And you do want guys to start having confidence in their ability to win. Their to ability, start to get the taste. Their ability to go out there and impact the game in a positive way. Like, dude, yeah, you guys can go out there and score a touchdown. You can go out there and get get a sack. You can go out there and intercept something. Like, yeah, guys need to feel that. I just wonder 
as we sit here, 4-0, preseason champions, um, as, as, as you sit there in that position, if you do go 0-4, if you do go 0-6, if you start off the season with one win in eight games... How how much is that? How much is that confidence from the preseason really going to translate when you're sitting there well, week nine? Yeah, there's an argument there. But if you go back to last season when they were one and fifteen, they still played hard. I mean, they were still in games. These guys didn't give up on him. Like they didn't give up on the locker room. They didn't give up on Hugh Jackson. They just weren't talented enough. And you know they've added some talent. And I mean, dude, what was it? Six quarterbacks last year because we couldn't keep them up right. I mean, if you don't go through six quarterbacks this year, I think you win one extra game just for that. I, I think it's four wins. Now, I could be wrong. It might be five, maybe. You know, Vegas has it at four and a half. At least the last time I looked, they did. I've, I've said this a million times. It's the half game to me that makes it feel like a sucker bet. I'll take the under at four and a half. But, I, I mean, I know we all like to jump up and down on them, but what if they're starting to get it right? Like I said to Munch yesterday, too, like, you know, he was all mad about, you know, Joe Hayden being let go. And I will admit that I don't love the fact that we released Joe Hayden at breakfast and by dinner he signed with a rival. I don't, I, I don't love that. So somewhere so along the line, we probably did not get a player back we could have. We probably did not get a, a draft pick back we could have. And I hear conflicting reports that it was against the coaching staff's wishes to let him go, and that this was purely an analytics reason to do it, if that ends up being true, then I, I will shift my position a little. But if this came down to, look, we're, we're going to do it this way, and we can't get Joe Hayden to do it, then see you later. Then see you later. Move off a player before rather than too late. Yes. I, I mean, I understand why fans, fans get, you know, emotionally hurt they feel like you know that was their guy and that was but teams can't be that teams have to be a business teams have to run in an assets and liabilities world quit falling in love with the player they're commodities nothing else look at them like stock prices up and down because that's what a pro athlete is stop falling in love with the player Yesterday, um, ESPN, you know, their their NFL Nation did their their you know picks. Everyone, you know, did their you know, what? How does the season go for every team? Multiple NFL Nation reporters reported or uh, predicted zero and sixteen for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this they're year. wrong. I think that's crazy, but I don't think I don't I think anything over four, and you're just as crazy. Me too. Me too. I dude again. I'll reiterate. When they hired Hugh Jackson, I said it's a five year plan. It's a five year plan. And you got to stop firing coaches because if you don't stop firing coaches, you're never going to get a good coach if you keep it as a revolving door. You got to get stability and then you go get the Hall of Fame coach. So, so you, you say a five year plan. I okay? do. Yeah. So year one, you won one game. Year yeah. two, we agree four games. Yeah. So now you've won five games in two seasons. How many games do you have to win in year three to, to keep your job? If you win four this year, I think it's totally acceptable for me to look back at you for the third year and say, you better get me to seven and nine. So if you win four again the following year, that's Hugh Jackson hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I wouldn't put him there, but is, is the world and is the NFL going to put him there? I would have to, I would have to say yes With to that. so much turnover in the NFL and how quickly guys go through and come through and teams change and power structures change within the conferences and stuff. I don't know. I feel like anything more than three years you give a guy and it's like, well, dude, how much rope do you need? Like how much, you know, guys are constantly coming in and moving and changing and free agency and everything. I use this analogy all the time. The Browns would have fired Marvin Lewis, who's the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. We would have fired him 26 times by now. 
but they're routinely in the playoff hunt. And what were the Bengals before Marvin Lewis got there? They were the Cleveland Browns. And we have got to get this right. I said this to Munch yesterday on his show. Do, you, do the NFL wants the Browns to be good? Everybody knows that, right? We're one of the originals. If we were good, we would be revered around the league the way the Green Bay Packers are. But we've been a dumpster fire forever. That's why you got to leave a guy in place and let him get it there. Let him at least get you to, to where you're not the laughing stock of the league. You're never going to get a great coach to come here if you keep revolving. You know, and Munch said to me yesterday about the hate, and I said, well, you know, Belichick would have moved off of him. And he said to me, he's like, well, Stansbury, he's like, our coach ain't Belichick. And in fairness, Munch, we didn't think we had Belichick the first time around either. You know what I mean? Browns fans didn't think we had Belichick, and we did. And you just, you, you hated him because he, he, was, he was the one guy telling you Bernie couldn't play anymore. And guess what? Bernie couldn't play anymore. You yeah. got, dude, you got to leave people in place. You got to build a foundation. If Twitter would have existed, if Facebook would have existed when Bernie got cut. Oh, dude. Dude, if, if dude you, man, oh these people would have been obnoxious. I'll relate it to radio. There's a guy who I know who has now been syndicated out to multiple radio stations. And once upon a time, he went to a bigger city and that for another company, and they yanked him off too early. It was nine months they left him there. And I, I thought to myself, I was like, well, dude, as a guy who had to compete against him once upon a time, let me tell you, in a major market, nine months isn't enough to it's make nothing. it. Yeah. It's nothing. It's too small of a sample size. And honestly, I bet they regret that decision now. I bet they wish they would have kept that guy now. And there's a little bit of that. you got to keep a coach, dude, so somebody wants this job. you got to look at it that way. As a matter of fact, there's a guy doing mornings in Cincinnati now. His name's Kid Chris. And he came to MMS when I worked there. Because and wanted to take the morning show job, but he said to me when I was like, "Dude, you gonna take this gig?" And he's like, "No, dude. This is mornings at WMMS. It's been a revolving door for thirty years. It's Vietnam. Nobody can do this." And sure enough, it took another ten years before somebody got it right. Like there are certain jobs people don't want because everybody gets thrown out of there, and that's why you can't land anybody good. I believe we have a halfway decent coach. You gotta let. You gotta keep him there, dude, until he builds at least a resemblance of security and stability. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. People ask me all the time, Stansberry, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare options and choose the plan that will be best for them. If you don't have your insurance license. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Fantone will be out at Buzzman tomorrow night for Ohio Championship Wrestling. That's right. Are you going to end up as the goddamn commissioner of this thing? All I'm saying is I've been having meetings with the officials at Ohio Championship Wrestling. There's announcements to be made. Juice Jennings thinks he's going to call me out in the middle of Buzzman. Dude, I'm telling you right now, your boy's going to be stone-colded up on some beers. There's no question about that one. Drink some Steve Weiser's. People giving me an oh, hell yeah. Uh, it's going out tomorrow night. Yeah, well, your boy's going to be walking right by buzzing. <laughs> your boy's going to be in Georgia. <laughs> Tonight, I'll probably be out, too, as it's first Friday, Indeed. Canton, Ohio. Uh, you know what I mean? We only got a few uh, months left when the weather will be somewhat not like not freezing your, you know, your balls off. So, like, I'll probably go out tonight for that. I'm going to be a little tired today, though, man. I was, uh, was up late last night hosting that OSU party at TD's. If you have not seen that video of me eating the El Diablo Challenge, you can do so. Facebook.com slash Show. And then immediately after the program today, buddy. Yeah. 
I got invited to play Brookside Country Club. I couldn't even tell. I didn't even know that you were going to go play golf. He's being sarcastic because I got golf slacks on. Oh, yeah. Now I look like all kind of like white trash right now though because I just got like the golf slacks and then I just have a white T-shirt because <laughs> I left I left my yellow golf shirt in the in the car because I didn't want to spill breakfast or coffee on it. I understand why you got to get you got to look fancy at one of these clubs. right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's private. I mean, you know, you have to be invited by a member to play. So and, it's, uh, it's not just you and a bunch of schlubs. It's like you no. and the who's who of the golf world. Yeah. Okay. My buddy's dad's a member. Okay. And so, you know, uh, they've set a match between his dad and, like, brother-in-law, and then me and my buddy are going to play them. Jeez. Yeah. Get involved in a family affair here. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got... I got out of the four players, my teammate's the best player. Well, there you go. And it's probably one of those, like, all right, best player, worst player, two guys in the middle. You ma- you match up. That's exactly what they did. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. I probably am. The, I probably. Well, Greg and I are probably closer than not. He and I played together last week, and it was pretty close. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited, dude. I uh, you know you don't get to play private clubs a lot. Which, At least I don't. Which which club is this? Is it Brookside? Oh, Brookside. Okay. Brookside Country Club. Right. Yeah. Playing there, teeing up twelve ten. Can't wait. Nice. Uh, I do need the. Uh, I, I do need a favor. All right. You need to loan me eight hundred bucks. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously, dude. I need eight hundred bucks. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where you think I'm getting eight hundred dollars from, but all right. What can I? Uh, uh, what can I loan the it Ultimate to you Collector for? Series Millennium Falcons coming out. Fantone. It's Jeez. Legos, and I know. I know. Jeez. I know. <laughs> I know how you hate Legos, but it's twenty two inches wide, man. I don't know why that makes me think about <laughs> Lamar Sharp, but it does. <laughs> And it's 7,541 pieces, man. And it's, it's the largest Lego set ever being sold. $800? Yeah. 800 Yeah. That is ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Now listen, I'm not a Star Wars hater. I'm not like an enthusiast either. I'm yeah. just kind of like, all right, it's a thing. Um, but I am a Legos hater, and I, I would assume that it still gets played somewhat often on the best of. Um, but it was early in the show I went on a rant against Legos. And if you didn't catch it then, I'll give you the cliff notes now. Legos suck, dude. They do. They're a terrible toy. They're awful to put together. Once you have them put together, you can't even play with them because you'll break them. And they cost way too much money. $800 for a Millennium Falcon. $7 worth of plastic. If I wasn't reading, you would have got choked out during that whole thing. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I know I didn't like it. The Lego Falcon will have plenty of places for, for like the little minifigures it comes with. Oh, of course. And uh, apparently it will uh, have a model of the featuring areas of the ship seen in various Star Wars movies to date, including a cockpit that seats four, a communal area complete with holographic chessboard from back in the day, and a gunner's position to help your heroes during a shootout. <laughs> okay, all right. They're my heroes, Phantom. Okay, okay. Eight, right. I know. See, here's the thing. Here's why I brought this. This is a lot of money. Yeah. Like, who? Because Legos are for kids, primarily. Mm, yes, or childish men. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the look of disappointment on your face. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, here's the thing. I would not... This is one of the crazy things about this, is that I would never spend $800 of my own money. But, like, on Christmas morning, if, like, my girlfriend was like, hey, open that, and I got an $800 Millennium Falcon, I would feel terrible for breaking up with her on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would be so happy... I was so happy to have that. And then you'd be so frustrated because you'd have to put it together. And Dan, I know you, bro. You're going to be sitting there, and then the things, the pieces aren't going to put it together. And you're going to try to put the sticker on. The sticker's going to be all effed up. You're going to try to take it off. You're going to rip it. And you're going to throw the thing across the room. Your girlfriend's going to be crying. You're going to be like, I hate you, and I hate this present. 
Why, well, why would you do that to yourself? To be fair, my girlfriend's going to cry regardless. <laughs> right? I mean, dude, try loving this fat tub of lard. You would, uh, you would probably cry yourself. If you miss it, the Browns were in action last night. I have a couple of thoughts on that. We'll recap that game. Also, I want to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes a little bit, too. I feel like myself and everybody else freaking out a little bit. I, I feel like Urban and, and the crew may get it back together. And uh, 745, we'll also get you hooked up with those Stark County Fair tickets. That's all next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. 745, we'll send you to the Stark County Fair. Also, I believe tractor pull tickets are part of that, right? Indeed they are. Nice. Nice. Stark County Fair this weekend. It's time to uh, it's time to get out there and kick the dust off one time. Agreed. Agreed. I know we're both planning on going. I think that might be my Sunday plan. Oh, okay, good. I think Sunday might be the day for the Stark County Fair. But I don't know. It's going to be a, uh, an action-packed weekend. I don't know. I actually don't have a lot planned this weekend, which I like. I mean, we're off on Monday, which is nice. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm playing golf this afternoon. Right. And then I have Cedar Point tickets. Right. And I want to go. And they they have to be used by Monday. Yeah. And so I was going to go Saturday. And so I asked a couple of friends if they want to go with me. And of course, they're all like spoiled. And like, they're like, I don't know. Aren't the lines going to be crazy because it's Labor Day? And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe, probably. maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I haven't been to Cedar Point in forever, so I don't know. Is this more like a thing people try to do at the first of the year or like summer? Or? At the very least, I mean, people are trying to get their last blowout of the summer I would this think. weekend. So I would, think. I would assume that Cedar Point's going to be hopping. But I don't know. If I ride like three rides, I'm probably good. Right, right. I mean, and you know what you're getting yourself into when you go to Cedar Point. Like, right. What do you think? You're not going to stay in the line? I don't know. I guess I could purchase one of them. I'm probably sure they have what fast passes or whatever it is. Yeah, but I mean, and now, now, now it becomes a much more expensive endeavor for you, buddy. Everybody's asking me how my stomach's doing today because I did that El Diablo challenge at Three Gringos last night. Yeah, and uh, the the challenge officially goes live today at four, and you can find Three Gringos in Lake Cable. But it was like like the hottest burrito challenge ever, and. So I ate it last night, and I finished it. Now, look, there's no time limit, but you're not allowed to use sour cream, guacamole, or nothing to drink. Like, nothing oh. to cool it down. Yeah, no sour cream. Oh. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to have that, because that, that will cool the heat down. That is, yeah, I mean, sour cream, that's what it's there for, essentially, I feel yeah. like. And so, now I'm not the biggest sour cream fan. Like, a little bit of it here or there isn't the worst, but I feel like it's a very overpowering condiment. And that if you put too much of it on it, then I feel like that's all I taste, and then I don't like it. Okay. So, like, that doesn't bother me not to have used it. So everybody's asking me how my stomach... If you haven't seen the video, it is, I guess, pretty... I don't know if it's funny, but it might be sad. It's on Facebook.com slash Dansbury Show where you can see it. But people are asking me how I'm doing, and i got to be honest with you, not great. Like, So without getting too gross, I've got that... I don't want to go to the bathroom anymore, dude, because I, I where you've reached chafing status. We, we, we have reached... The, the dreaded chafe, and I, and I don't want it anymore. And I don't want it anymore. You gotta get you some of those wet wipes. I think those are a little gentler on you. Yeah. We've got that sandpaper toilet paper here. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Um, 
So there's another eating thing that I want to expose myself for, but I'm worried everybody's going to turncoat on me and like legitimately hate me as a person. Oh, okay. All right. So I want to remind you that I confessions I, this morning, dude. Uh, no, I, I, dude, I want to remind everybody that I have done good, strong things for this community. Okay. Because I, dude, I feel like people are going to hate me when I say this. Yeah, you are not a terrible person, even though sometimes you present yourself as such. Deep I try down, to do good. Deep down in his core, I'm telling you, it's just you know. It's I just, was walking downtown the other day, and dude, a guy asked me for money, and I gave that dude five bucks, knowing damn well he was going to yeah. buy crack with it, but I was. So you know what, dude? Need needs it more than I do. You got to get through your day. So here, right? Exactly. So take my five bucks. I don't. You know, whatever. I'm a decent guy. I try okay. to do right. Okay. But oh my god, I feel t- like this. I thought about it, and I was like, maybe what you should do is start a segment on the show called "Jokes You Can't Say on Twitter," because again, when. When you say something, people can kind of pick up the fact that you're joking. Where right. when you write it and they read it, they read it in the tone in which they want to read it, and then that's how you get judged. That's why Twitter's so dangerous, I feel. Right? But this hurricane in Texas is awful. And now I, be- I believe there's another one. Irma's coming now, right? Like, Yeah, I think that's going to be a little bit more in the eastern part of, uh, of, the, of the Gulf Coast down there. But still, I mean, anything in that area is not good. Another hurricane can't be good for, for, for the situation, right? And so, like, you're starting to see people post all, like, these photos of all, like, the good things they're seeing down there, right? All the people helping out. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. It's heartwarming. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've seen average Americans. You've seen, obviously, first responders and doctors and, you know, even, like, even, like, reporters have, you know, saved people's lives. And, yeah, that's, if anything, the silver lining to a very dark cloud. I think I saw yesterday, again, this was in the middle of the day, 6,000 rescues of people, 1,000 rescues of dogs. That's impressive. Or uh, pets, I'm sorry. You know, just pets overall. That's good. But there was Anderson Cooper in a helicopter, like, petting somebody's dog. And it was like, oh, way to go, CNN. That's nice pool there. That's, I mean, dude, very nice way to exploit a family who just lost everything for your ratings. Well done. Well done. Well, I mean, welcome to to the industry. Right. Um, Well done. I will say about 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 pets and people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe these people left their pets behind. I understand the sentiment there. But if you're deciding between like, hey, I can save my family's lives or I can bring my cat with me. I understand why you feel like, dude, no, we got to deal with the as a dog person. Like, yeah, I saw like like two people left their house and they left their dog in their boat in the driveway. And I was like, well, dude, what are they going to do? Carry an 80 pound Labrador through through 10 feet of water? Like, guys, uh, come on. Like, at some point, you got to realize that people aren't trying to be awful. Any judgment in these situations, I feel like people need to like until you've lived that you kind of need to back up. Judging a still photo on a natural disaster is probably not the right call. Right. Right. But. Watch now as I'm about to do it. Here we go. <laughs> so it was a national chain restaurant. And people were giving them credit because they were delivering pizzas on kayak. Right? To okay. people to flood victims in Texas. And again, I feel so awful for thinking this. But my first thought was you have you have a location on Tusk, and you won't come three miles downtown <laughs> to deliver it to me. But you're going to kayak pizzas in into, into the middle of Harvey. You're going to kayak pizzas in so you get a bunch of good social media credit. But you won't come two and a half miles down Tusk <laughs> to, to probably what would be your best Canton customer ever. I did. I felt so. I did. I thought it was so funny when I thought about it. But I was like, dude, if you write this on Twitter, you'll never be heard from ever again. Yeah. The the dude, the black SUVs come up, dude. You're thrown in the back. Stands very who. See, when I say it, you can kind of tell I'm joking, or you can kind of hope I'm joking. <laughs>
But I did. I thought about that. I was like, wait a minute. So your driver's afraid of downtown Canton, but apparently you can kayak pizza in? Okay. All right. Maybe it's just me. I just want more pizza options downtown. That's all I want. Do people tell me I'm crazy for for going overboard on the Browns 4-0 in the preseason? I'm telling you, I think it means something. I do. I think it means something. Well, what you're saying, though, is that it means something. Well, what does it mean? To me, I'm like I said, I'm, I'll go lowest. I'll temper it the best way I can. I think 4-0 in the preseason, I don't think it's unfair to equate that to 1-3 in the regular season. Now, and I don't hate that. I think the last time the Browns went uh, perfect in the preseason. 31 saw, years. Uh, 1986, I think is what I saw. I, I, Hugh Jackson said 31 years well, last night, yeah. so I'm going to trust it. I'm 33 and I was born in 84, so yeah, yeah 86, that's about right. 86 yeah. would be it. They went 12-4 and four that season. Now, I want to just like, you know. Uh, they probably they had a better team in 86, though. And, well, right, and I mean, like, you can look at that and say, like, all right, well, that's indicative of something, or you can look at it and say, like, well, you know, it's it's kind of just, I mean, dude, there's no championship for the preseason. It's why it's, why it's the preseason. Last night, literally, nobody, nobody played. played. Right. Nobody. But, but again, you still got to get guys on the team to, get, to buy in, and, dude, this is almost more impressive. They know it doesn't mean anything, and yet they showed up and won. Well, because last night all those dudes were on the seventy-five man roster, not necessarily going to be fifty-three. The, uh, yeah, they're not going to. You know, they're cutting today, and so like that all makes sense. I get it, but this to me is starting to show me that this coaching staff can corral young men, get them on the same page, and get them to win games. I think more than four and zero showing that to me. I think there's been like actual on the field things that have shown that to me. I think that preseason numbers kind of like regardless, there's nothing to them. But as far as like last night, like every single time it seemed like the defense was out there in the first quarter that I watched, it seemed like the front seven was just constantly making something happen. Um, linebackers were doing things last night. Like it wasn't it wasn't whether they won or lost or like what happens in the fourth preseason, but there were building blocks that I saw along the way. So I don't know if it's necessarily so much that, hey, they went undefeated in the preseason that counts, but there are little, you know, you winning can te- counts. Right. You can tell you can tell that they're, the habits are building. You can tell that, like the 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 confidence is building. So that's what I'm more apt to think is a good sign, as opposed to like, well, how many preseason games did they win? You know, Hugh Jackson said last night he has tough decisions to make today, and that's a good problem to have. And he's right. Like if you're looking at guys like, ah, well, what do we do here? That's good. Like I felt like last year, it's big. We'll take him out, take him out, take him out. They're starting to build the roster. They're starting to build the coaching staff, and it's started. We're starting to see benefits of this. I now look. I still think it's four games this year, and if they only win three, I, I'll kind of be sitting there like, yeah, I kind of told you that's the way it was going to go. But what's acceptable to you? What do you think is a success for the Cleveland Browns this year? Four and twelve is this four and twelve. Four and twelve is a successful season for Any, the Browns. This anything year. less than that's a failure. Three and three and thirteen. Two and two and fourteen. Two and fourteen is a failure. I won't call three and thirteen a failure. Two and fourteen is a failure of a year this year. That's crazy. <laughs> like once again, the, the low bar that this team has just boggles. It my is mind a low sometimes. bar though. Like there's no denying it. It is a low bar, and so like that's what you. But you got it. That's why you got to keep it in perspective, and that's why you got to keep doing it. Is so the bar's not this low the next forty years, and that's why you got to keep coaches. You can't keep unstabling the foundation of this thing and going. Where's my house? You have to build the foundation. You don't. Do we put the roof on first? Well, the Browns probably would, but like, you don't put the roof on first. 
And like I said this to start the show out, if you keep firing coaching staffs, no good coaches are ever going to want to come here. You have to get it stable. And I think, and that's what I kept saying about Kaiser. He doesn't need to be Brady. Just give me like three quarters of Kirk Cousins and I'll be happy. Just give me there and I'll be happy. All right, I guess I'm being told that the 0-16 Lions went 4-0 in the preseason. Woof. The year they went 0-16. Woof. All right, that is rough. I lived in Michigan then too, and dude, that was it, dude. That was a train wreck. That was awful. Like, I mean, I had to pretend kind of that I was interested in the Lions, and just by being up there so much, I kind of was. And dude, that was a really rough season. I I didn't know that. Wow. All right, I didn't know that. Wow. All right, yeah. Who was coaching there then? Like, I think he was probably a better coach than who was there then. Was Jim Caldwell there then yet? Sounds right. I think it would be. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I Look, I'm going to remain to be op- But again, optimism is four games is what I'm saying. So, I, look, I don't think they win. Like, dude, I was on Munch's afternoon show yesterday. Some guy was like, they're going to win 10. I was like, bro, they're not winning 10. They're winning seven next year. Maybe. I think they win four games. And... I, I, I don't. Maybe maybe it's this. In all honesty, maybe it's that I don't want to get into negative Browns feeling right out of the game. Right out of the game. Right. But here's the thing, though. Maybe I like, just don't want to feel like that but, anymore. I mean, and it, it, that's certainly your prerogative. But like, how many times do you let them do that to you? Because I can every since 1999, it's like, all right, you know what? Hey, dude, they, dude, look at dude, they drafted Trent Richardson. Brandon Weeds is gonna be great. Oh my gosh, dude, Charlie Fry's getting in, and it's all just like it's all garbage. It all just turns into crap. And how many times are you gonna let somebody crap on you? Sixteen times. <laughs> Sixteen is the answer. Or Stansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. It was about five months ago. I was driving a car I had zero confidence in. And by that, I mean every time I got in it, I was thinking to myself, am I going to make it all the way to the office? Am I going to break down on 77? How awful would that be? Have everybody like beeping the horn and yelling swear words at you and the stuff? If you're in that situation, I can help you out. This weekend, Labor Day weekend, my friends at the Wake Auto family are doing a really, really good sale. They're offering you zero money down and $200 a month on a car or zero money down and $250 per month on SUVs. As a matter of fact, we had my good buddy Craig Wakeham on the air a few times with us this week, and he reminded me that with zero money down, they can put you in a Ford Escape for just $250 a month. That Ford Escape big enough for the entire family if you got to take kids back and forth to practices and sports and that kind of stuff. Plenty of room to get the balls, bats, and everything in the back of it, and still plenty of room for the kids as well. If you're looking for a new car, there's no better weekend to do it than Labor Day weekend. Head up to the Wakeham Auto Mile. That's at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, or start online, Wakeham.com. That's W-A- I-K-E-M dot com. Wakeham dot com or on the Wakeham Auto Mile. Do what I did. Save the Wakeham way. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9, 745. We'll get you to put Stark County Fair tickets. And um, I guess the timing of this is not great, Pantone, because coming out of Columbus now, the Ohio State Highway Patrol says it has completed the criminal investigation into the deadly ride accident at the Ohio State Fair and uh, troopers presented their findings to the Franklin County Prosecutor's Office. And it was concluded, it has been, that there is not enough evidence to proceed with a criminal case against, I would imagine, owners and operators of said ride. 
I mean, I, I, I guess criminal neglect. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, it feels like somebody's head needs to roll, right? I mean, you think, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I would just assume that's the way it was going to be. But during the investigation, they interviewed over 80 witnesses, including those on the ride at the time. They also completed inspections of the ride itself. An 18-year-old man was killed when the fireball ride malfunctioned at the fair on July 26th, and uh, seven other people were also injured. Now, apparently, it will remain securely stored, the ride will, at the Ohio State Fair Exposition Center until it is released to Amusements of America, according to the Highway Patrol. Wow, they're going to give it back to him? Like, yo, you can just use it again? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I again, I feel like this is a, this is poor timing as the Stark County Fairs, uh, you know, in town this weekend, right. and you know, people are going right. to be, you know, heading out to the fair. I'm not telling you not to ride rides and that kind of thing. I'm just, I, I thought that this was interesting because I, like you, just assumed, okay, somebody lost their life, an 18 year old kid lost his life. They are, you need to scapegoat this. Well, it, like you need somebody needs to take blame for this. I mean, at the very least, I guarantee you there will be a civil lawsuit, and I assume this kid's family is going to be paid handsomely. Oh, I, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, insurance company is going to pay out. There's, there's going to be, I would think. there's going to be some, some, something. Then again, there. I would have thought somebody would have been held accountable. Doesn't bring your kid back, but nonetheless, I mean, it's some, no, but it's awareness and the like, you know, a lot of people talk about that after, you know, a tragedy, that kind of stuff. Well, if they, you know, if we stop one other kid from happening to them, it's probably worth it. And like, I mean, families are entitled to some. Something. I mean, I'm not saying, like I said, it doesn't bring your kid back, but nonetheless, no, no. you know, it, it, it at least can help put his brothers and sisters through therapy or something, or at least, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's at least something there. Um, That's brutal, man. I, I just don't know. I mean, it's brutal. Criminal, like, somebody along the line was neglecting to do their job, which resulted in a death. I, I don't know how that well, doesn't... I mean- does that have to happen, or can accidents just happen? But this wasn't just an accident. This was neglect in the sense of it wasn't being checked up, and that's water was in the ride. Oh, yeah, that's right. It yeah. was water in the ride that remained in the ride, and that rusted stuff out, and that's why like the whole thing kind of malfunctioned there. It's not like this just happened. This happened because somebody didn't do their job. Whoever was inspecting that thing, whoever was, yeah. was responsible. You fell down. Right. Whoever was responsible for, 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 for the inspection and the repairs, I don't understand how that's not criminal. Neglect. I mean, how much evidence do you need? Right. I mean, the, the, there's a dead body and the thing flew off on uh, in front of hundreds of people. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem right to me. Wow. Well, I, uh, did you send me a, an email today I refused to read? Okay. It says grown men are exploiting loopholes in state laws to marry children. Dude, Jeez. it's Friday, bro. Okay. Like I can't I dude, <laughs> like right. dude we're not doing no, that. No, I can't. I can't okay. dude, I can't open that. Not I can't have that floating around my head on Friday morning. Maybe I, well I we're not working on Monday, maybe Tuesday. <laughs> I can't no, I, I feel like I'm gonna hit delete there. Uh, so uh, uh, a couple of residents here in Canton, Ohio have been forced from their home though, Fantone. Right. An out of control vehicle struck the house. Apparently, uh, this happened on the southwest section. seventeenth uh, Street Southwest, not far from where I live there. And uh, the fire did reach the exterior of the house. A fire broke out in the engine compartment of uh, the Dodge Durango, which struck a house on 17th Street uh, Southwest. Bystanders removed the driver from the vehicle. Wow, that's a little brave there. Oh, yeah, man. Things on fire. Even, even so, dude. I don't know if I'm going in there and pulling wow. somebody out. Dude, they had, a fi- they had a fire extinguisher and attempted to put out the fire. Wow. Well, dude, look at them being all like Boy Scout ready, prepared in an emergency, acting out on things. Dude, I, I hats off to them. Do you have a Do you have a fire extinguisher in the house? Oh yeah, I've got one on each floor. Of course I do. 
You don't. You better get one. I have to. I was going to say, of course you do. You rent. You I like, rent. Yeah, no, it's like hanging in the hallway of yeah, my apartment. Like yeah. I don't, But I didn't put it there. Like I'll be honest with you. If I rented a house today, I would not buy a fire extinguisher and put it in it. I would want one. It's not like I'm like, oh, who needs that, puss? Like that's not what it is. It's just I wouldn't want to have to buy it. I'm pretty sure any rental is already going to have one in there. I think, oh. that's, like, I think that's like law. I think that's like is common practice. Is like you have to have a fire extinguisher on a premise. Well, uh, plus, if you own the house, you probably want one in there anyway. Like right. that, way, that way your house doesn't burn down. Right. I mean, like, what are you, too badass for fire? Like, no, dude, fire ain't taking me out. Like, what are you talking about? Of course you should have a fire extinguisher. Um, I worry about stuff like that, like cars just coming into houses. I feel like that's one of those things that, like, yeah, it's never going to happen to me. But sometimes I'm just, like, sitting there, and I'm like, dude, a car could totally come barreling down. And it happens more frequently than you think. It's not like, yeah, this, apparently. Little, it's like this is a once-in-a-lifetime story that you're hearing. That happens all the time, dude. That's terrifying. Drunk drivers, drivers texting, drivers nodding out on heroin. I don't want to give anybody any idea where you live, but I mean, it would be pretty hard for somebody to hit your house. I don't know, dude. You're drunk. You're drunk and just, uh, boom. I think you totally do it. Oh, yeah, I always forget about hammers. Right, dude. I mean, dude, and let's be real. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it sober. You're not going to run into anybody's house. But you're Billy Joel hammered. You're, you're, you're just, just drunk as can be. Like, I don't see how you couldn't run into it. All right, house. Billy Joel hammered is not just a joke. That's a goal for First Friday. <laughs> that's, that's a, do we want you all Billy Joel hammered tonight at, uh, at First Friday? We'll get you hooked up with some Star County Fair tickets. That will be next on Rock 106. Rock 1069. And welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069. 8 o'clock, get your first keyword of the day for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll send you out to Vegas September 22nd and the 23rd at T-Mobile Arena, and you'll see Harry Styles, Chris Stapleton, 30 Seconds to Mars, Niall Horan, now that I know how to say his name. Close enough, but whatever. Coldplay. Momentarily, however, we're going to give you uh, some Stark County Fair tickets. 1-800-243-7625 on those. A lot of people say that's where the stars really shine, Stansberry. Star County Fair? Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's that they shine or if it's just grease on skin. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's... A lot of shiny people. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I, although, the tractor pulls tomorrow night, right? I believe so. Yeah, tomorrow night. So. According to our good buddy, Dale Click, who is uh, the president of the Star County Fair. It was good to have him in yesterday. We, uh, we're going to have to make sure we see a fine, fine Dale out there at the Star County Fair. He was excited to be on the program yesterday. He was all exci- he's like, dude, he's like, text me when you get here. I'll oh. put you in the golf cart and I'll drive you around the whole campus. And I was like, all right. Dude, VIP style, man. If, if you think a golf cart will move with you and I both in it, Dale, <laughs> I, I'd, well, I'd like to see it. We might have to have a tractor pull me around. Fried fair food does sound good. It does. It sounds good. Tis the season, dude. This is your. This is like your last shot. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like there's many other, you know, outside festivals like this. Once you get into fall and winter, so yeah, dude. If you want to deep fried something, my neighbors some. are not allowed to have pets in my building. Um, do your neighbors have any annoying pets? Um, the lady next to me has a dog, and this is the lady that um I cut her grass, and I thought she was mean mugging me for a while. She has a dog, and it barks sometimes, but I don't. I mean, what, what do I care? It's not that big. So of a doesn't doesn't bother you. Not in particularly. The neighbor across the street from me gets bothered by it though. The other day he was like screaming at my next door neighbor, like, "Get your dog to shut up!" 
and like was like pissed at her and was like yelling at her. And this lady's older, and I mean, what are you sure. ye- what are you yelling at an old lady for? And I'm like kind of watching it out my window. Well, and I, maybe you have to. Maybe she can't hear him. Well, and I open up, and I'm about to open up the door, and a cop drives by, and oh. that gets the guy to shut up and stop screaming. So it kind of like you know deflated there. But I, yeah, I guess I mean some people in the neighborhood are bothered by the animals. Oh yeah, no, like people will get really unhinged about loud animals and, and the like. And I'm reading this story actually um, from the town where I used to live called Grants Pass, Oregon. And I cannot believe this. And I can't believe that Oregon did this. But apparently the, these two people have lived next door uh, to a couple who own multiple like Mastiff dogs, which are pretty big. Okay. And they've been barking forever. And I, this has been going on like 10 years. And now the Oregon Appeals Court has ruled that a debarking surgery is an appropriate solution to a noisy and relentless problem that these neighbors have been having. And again, it's all right. So they live in, this is being described as a rural property outside of Grants Pass. So I can tell you having lived there that in the city proper, it looks a lot like Canton, very much, very similar, but then right outside of it, it would look more like Hartville. Like, right? Like, that's just, like, farm and then, like, you know, 500 yards farm. And, like, it looks kind of like that. And so, like, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, how close together you'd have to... Although dogs can be heard from... I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you could hear that down the street. But they're forcing now these owners of these dogs to, like, cut the vocal cords of these dogs and, like, do the debarking surgery. Now, I've seen this before. And I know a lot of, like, New York City people will do this. Because they want to own dogs in like apartment buildings, and they just don't want people to bitch. And I gotta tell you, I think it's mean. I think it's mean. As a, you know, and again, I've owned pit bulls, and I, I tell people who cut the tails of those dogs or like cut the ears of those dogs, that's mean as hell. What are you doing that to that dog for? Why are you cutting that dog's ears? That's mean as hell. Why are we cutting the vocal cords out of dogs? That's mean. Um, I don't like this. Yeah, and more than me. I mean. It- to me, I think you're getting into animal real cruelty there. Yeah. Like you can't. But I mean, is there any adverse like medical? You know what I'm saying? Does it, does the dog going to be in pain? Is the dog going to have a shorter lifespan or anything like so that? So they cut the vocal cords. Now, people who oppose this say removing a dog or cat's prime means of communication is cruel and unnecessary. Now, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to agree there. But now, people who you know, proponents say if you do this correctly, Fantone, it can save problematic animals from being euthanized and still allow them to express themselves with a soft, raspy bark or muffled squeak, depending on the animal. But isn't part of what my dog barking is alerting me that somebody might be on my property, especially, again, these people in a rural area? Like, don't, isn't that part of what you want? Is that your dog to alert you that somebody's here? That's what I always loved about my dog. Um, I guess I don't know if if your desire to have a security if you had a security system on your home and the alarm was constantly going off, your neighbor would still have a right to be like, "Yo, you got to you got to take care of that." All right. Apparently, this lawsuit came as like a last resort. Deborah and Dale Crine said they could no longer take the barking of six. Okay, six mastiffs owned by the couple who lived next door for almost twenty years. Okay. But if you're, dude, if you're living in farmland and you have the land to have the dogs that you want, I mean, yeah. whether it, you find six dogs is too much, but dude, that's I not, do. but that's not your, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I mean, dude, if you're just letting six dogs live out in, in the, in outside all day and you, they're never in the house and this and that. Yeah. I, I worry about the, the kind of, I worry about the kind of animal owner you are at that point. I do. The dogs routinely, I guess, 
stop people from sleeping, deterred relatives from visiting their property, and forced them to turn up the volume of their TV to watch shows. But dude, this is like, what, what am I gonna? Am I gonna decry a baby? Like babies cry. So, dude, if my neighbor's got a baby, I can be like, hey, dude, cut the vocal cords out of that thing. Well, what's the difference? It's alive. Yeah, and I mean, I, there's no like noise ordinance in the day, unless this is, and I guess this probably would be a nighttime issue too. Oh, a little bit, yeah, um, I'm sure. I, I, I guess, but I mean, what's the better solution? You take these dogs to the pound. Nobody comes and nobody comes and rescues them, and now you've got yeah, six dead want, dogs. I don't want that. I don't want that. I just feel like. I mean, you can't tell people to move either. Well, it's loud, so move. Like, you can't do that. What, what, what do you do if, if my kid's taking trumpet lessons this year and my kid keeps sitting there blowing the trumpet all afternoon, right? I mean, like, well, no, yeah, noisy, I mean, noisy stuff happens all the time. I mean, I, dude, I played the drums as a kid a little bit, and, like, my neighbors would come over and they wanted to bitch about, like, that being loud. Now, I, now the people who own these dogs say that, you know, they have them, and I guess they're, they're there to protect the sheep. <laughs> part of a sheep farm i know exactly where this is i uh <laughs> i know exactly where this is and it, it's um so i guess whether they're worried about coyotes and the like coming after their sheep i would imagine right so you keep dogs out there so that's different versus like just pets that you're leaving out in the yard all day i mean that's what they're for is to alert the owner that somebody may be there to hurt their property I can't believe, dude, that you can order somebody to cut the vocal cords out of a living thing so people can take naps in the middle of the day. I don't know. That sounds mean as hell to me, dude. Like, I'm not I'm not wild about that at all. That's mean. Stark County Fair tickets up for grabs. We'll take all our 15, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And Dan Gilbert, straight out of his mouth, you'll hear what his plans for the Cleveland Cavaliers are. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. People ask me all the time, Stansbury, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare options and choose the plan that will be best for them. If you don't have your insurance license but would like to have one, Truebridge will help you get it and for free. Truebridge will provide you all the training you're looking for to earn your medical insurance license, like I said, for free. If you want to know more, dial pound 250 and use the keyword true bridge. That's pound 250 keyword true bridge. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Another opportunity for a trip out to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival happens shortly after 9 a.m. on Rock 106.9. That's when you get your next keyword. And then 9.30, we'll get you hooked up with the Ohio Championship Wrestling tickets for their event tomorrow night, Buzzman. Buzzman's going to have a big weekend, man. It's first Friday night, Ohio Championship Wrestling tomorrow. Dude, they should do pretty good. I would imagine so. Um, you know, Buzzman Mike, uh, the owner and proprietor of Buzzman, a huge pro wrestling fan. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him step into the squared circle tomorrow as well. What? I, dude, the guy loves pro wrestling. I mean, he's much like me. A, uh, a big fan of the brand, and uh, yeah, really? I wouldn't be surprised. Just saying, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna, you know, square off with no shame, Jimmy Shane or Jackson Argos or anything. Uh, but I would maybe be I'll fight that sissy Juice Jennings. Nah, dude, I'm telling you, I might have to put Juice Jennings in his place tomorrow night. There's a lot of beef going on between him and I. 
And uh, yeah, he it, feels as if you robbed him out of the title. And I just feel like he's a sissy that couldn't win. The, couldn't win the battle. Not without the not without the steel chair. He couldn't, dude. I upheld the integrity of the OCW Heavyweight Championship. There, the integrity of it. You know what? I might go tomorrow night and pull the front row audience to spell integrity, <laughs> and then do maybe I'll get you hooked up with something else. Good times. That's tomorrow night, Busman. Yeah. So Dan Gilbert is uh, has come out now, and he's trying to put to rest any of these like rumors about the Cavaliers moving. Now, I would have never assumed Dan Gilbert was going to move the Cavs. I would have assumed Dan Gilbert would maybe sell the Cavs, and then maybe the new owner would be like, you know what, what the hell am I doing here in Cleveland? I'm moving this somewhere else. I could maybe see that happening, but I never got the vibe from Dan Gilbert that he was going to yank the Cavs out of Cleveland. Um, No, but I think what that was all kind of the worry and the concern there was when the renovations of the queue fell apart. Ah, I think a lot of people... That's back on, right? Uh, well, it's not back on like it's not happening, I think it's back on in the sense it will be voted on. They well, I think they withdrew the petition to like stop it to or stop whatever. It. Yeah. yeah, so I think that it's going to go to like, well, is this going to happen or not? And instead of just saying no, it's not. Um, and here's the thing with moving an NBA team, there's already a lot of cities that have an NBA team that don't necessarily need it. So I don't know if Cleveland's too much to be concerned about because like Seattle needs an NBA team and I feel like Baltimore needs an NBA team. Other than that, there's not too many cities where it's like, well, dude, you know, because like LA in football, you needed to get a team out there. Nevada or in, in Vegas, not two, in, but, yeah. in Vegas, you need to get a team out there. You, those those teams need those sports. But I, I would have never thought about Baltimore. You're too close to DC. Um, well, I mean, I mean it's got, a half hour. You got the Redskins and the and the Ravens. I mean, that's not necessarily enough to like end it. Bigger sport. I mean, it's a bigger. I mean, dude, the NFL is way bigger sport. It's, I mean, it's more heavily viewed television wise. Orioles and the Nationals. All right, now that there's your argument. The football is not your argument, but but baseball is your argument. Uh, there's cities, the, the Seattle and Baltimore are cities large enough to have a, a franchise. Is my only point there. The, oh the, yeah, is like, it big enough? Yeah, sure, like sure, big sure, enough sure, sure, sure. It, there's a market there for it. I um, I mean, John Wall's having a hard enough time getting people to go. I I, I so I don't know. Uh, you're, uh, yeah, Baltimore wouldn't be the worst idea. Um, Seattle probably will get a team at some point back. I, I, I felt so bad for them, that, that team getting yanked out of there, and then you put it in the middle of the country where nobody wants to go ever. I mean, it was very Cleveland Browns. Like, as a Browns fan, it was hard not to sympathize with you know, Supersonics fans. That was a terrible thing to happen to them. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, I, don't like, I don't really love that. I, I'm not, and now I know I supported the Raiders to Vegas, and I guess that's me being hypocritical there because, well, I like the Raiders and I love Las Vegas because I have family who's there so I want to go to games when I'm when I'm back there but um and I think Vegas will support that that team and honestly if you've ever been to Oakland all you want to do when you get there is leave Oakland as a guy who lived close to it, it's awful like dude Oakland is awful but Dan Gilbert tweeted this out he says Cleveland let's put silly rumors to rest I will never move the Cleveland Cavaliers out of Cleveland period and that's unconditional okay Okay, when Twitter becomes a legal and binding contract, maybe that'll mean something to me. But like, what else are you gonna say? Of course, you're gonna say like, "Hey, dude, never doing it." Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you if you were, I mean, if you were teetering on the idea of it, maybe maybe what you do well, is don't say anything. Well, it's not like he could just do it tomorrow. Like the Cavaliers, I think, are contracted through the city through 2024, so he wouldn't just be able to be like, "Yo, I'm doing this tomorrow." Well, that's I think more. That's the more important note because I think Dan Gilbert will be out of the Cavs before 2024. Oh, 100 percent. Why wouldn't he be? Why would you hold on to the Cavs in the post-LeBron era? I mean, other than pride of like, no, I can build this thing back up again. He's going to try to do that for three or four 
years and be like, dude, screw why this. Why am I doing this for? Why am I wasting my money on this? Why am? Oh yeah. Why? Why am I going to do this? Yeah. I um. I I, I never worried about him moving the Cavaliers. I worry more that what he'll do is go. You know what? I just want to go back home and I'll just buy the Detroit Pistons. Like I worry about him doing that more than anything. Well, and I mean, you know, I won my title, and now I can just go back home and run quick and loans and do that. And I mean, at, at this point, I would assume he would go for a new challenge. I don't think he would go to buy another NBA team. I think he would be Maybe like another sport. Right now, it's time for me to go buy a football team. Now it's time for me to go buy a baseball team because well, I mean, like it's you, hard to be an NFL owner. What do you? What do you? What do you? What are you going to accomplish? As an owner in the NBA, that like you feel like you haven't done already, you got your title. You, and I think that's where it always came back to for him was that, um, you know, you don't see his son Nick nearly as much as you used to. And I always felt like there was something there where Nick really wanted an NBA title. Yeah. And I'm a billionaire dad, and I can't. I can't buy your health. I right. mean, for as much as Dan Gilbert wanted to, and as much as, you know, you have that much money, you feel like you can solve anything, and he can't fix his son's health. So, so he least, gave him LeBron James. So the said, least he could do right. was was buy, buy a team that was going to win a championship and be able to get his son a trophy in his room. Yeah, that it did always feel that way. It has always felt that way with Dan Gilbert. And like, I just never even imagined he would move the Cavaliers out of here. I just never uh, imagined it. I don't think any of the three Cleveland sports teams are in, 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 in danger of moving. Anytime soon, I think. I would think. I think it's a well-established sports town. I mean, I think population-wise, you can make the argument: Do you really need three pro franchises? Oh, I, dude, I always say this: If we, if these leagues were going to start today, Cleveland would never get teams, but ever. But, but I mean, look at look at how many teams. You know what I'm saying? Look at how many how many cities smaller than Cleveland have multiple franchises. You know, I mean, again, that's moving around though, right? Like, show me the town that's smaller than Cleveland that 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 started these franchise new. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, th- that's from back in the day, though, right? Well, right. I mean, we're all being grandfathered in here, but I mean, there, there's if 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 I that's think- my that's my solution to fix all sports problems. Less teams. What are we doing with 32 NFL teams? That's crazy. I think if you're dropping, you know, 10% from each league, I don't think Cleveland's getting cut out of any of the three sports. To me, you can't do 25 because it's uneven. But to me, dude, you take the top 26 cities in the country, you give them teams, and then everybody else be damned. Now, I know that sounds crazy because Cleveland's not going to make it. Like, when I first started working in Cleveland, when I was in radio in there, dude, that was the 25th largest media market in the country. It's now, like, I think 38th. Like, I mean, dude, that's how many people, I, no, don't quote me on that because I haven't looked into that in a while, but I know it dipped into the thirties for a while. And so like, I don't know where, I, you know what I mean? I don't know where the population, I don't pay attention to Cleveland as much as I used to, but like there, I don't know where the population is. But like I said, dude, if you were starting these leagues today, Northeast Ohio's never getting these teams ever. And that's part of the prompt resting and all this stuff and concussions and CTE and all this to do. It all comes down to the best thing you could do is reduce the amount of teams, put them in cities where guys want to be and the action gets better and then there's you don't have to deal with like I'm not playing because it's back to backs and even though I was on a 747 last night I'm not playing like you're not going to deal with that as much you just wouldn't I at least I don't think you would but again I always think my solutions are going to fix these problems because well they would if you think you're a boring person you probably are and apparently somebody feels as if they can teach you how not to be we'll give you their advice and that will be next on Rock 106 Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I want to thank our one of our newest advertisers, TD's Tailgate Grill and Three Gringos Mexican Restaurant. Jumping on board on the Stansberry Show, I was actually out at TD's Lake Cable location last night for the OSU game, and Three Gringos happens to be right there, and I did their El Diablo Challenge, which goes live today at 4. 
It's a 12-inch burrito filled with spicy chorizo, pepper jack cheese, gringo peppers, that's a blend, serrano, Thai chili, habanero, Carolina Reaper flakes, Jeez. and jalapenos. Jeez. Now, they're going to do it. They'll start it today at 4, Fantown. First person to complete it gets a $100 gift card. You have to eat it, nothing to drink, no chips, no sour cream. It's just you versus the burrito. Starts at 4 o'clock today. And no wussing out. I can tell you from experience, it was hot. I ate it. But I did finish it. Now, I'm also having two donuts right now in front of me. So, like, that goes to show you my eating habits. But three gringos. That burrito was... I mean, dude, not only was it hot, but it was actually really good. And if you haven't seen that video yet, it's at Facebook.com slash Stansberry shows how you find that. You could be just like Stansberry. 12 inches of spicy burrito just going down the gullet, baby. Huh. Ever had a foot of Mexican in you? <laughs> it's good. So, they say here that a lot of people worry about being boring. About being themselves personally yeah. boring, not bored. Okay. They, yeah, no, no, they worry that inside conversations that they're boring. Okay. And I've never really worried about this. I don't... I mean, I don't know how I say this without being egotistical, but any room I've ever been in, when I start talking, people normally shut up and pay attention. And that's been true my entire life. Like, since I was a little kid. And I remember my dad telling me, like, you will have an audience at some point one day. I don't know what it'll be, but every time you open your mouth, people shut up and they start paying attention. And, you know, he kind of did, he kind of had that too. He's a minister, had to address a crowd, you know, multiple times a week. It's kind of what we did. It's kind of in the blood, right? right? Either have it or you don't. And so I've never really worried about this, but I'm sure a lot of people do. Like, and they say here that they can kind of tell, like, one specific trait that if you do this, will make you boring inside of a conversation. All right. Now, some of the other things that you can do are repeating the same jokes and stories and constantly checking your phone. People will find that to be boring. Yes. I mean, uh, repeating the same jokes. Well, then, yeah, dude, I've already heard this. Why are you telling me this again? Um, and being disengaged, whether that's on your phone or just being distracted by other things, if you're not interested in me, why on earth would I be interested in you? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but they say the number one thing that will find that will have other people finding you to be boring is if all you ever do is talk about yourself. And I would agree. People want to be able to relate to things and what they can't relate to is what you did. Right. right. They, right. They, you know what I mean? So like you, you, you have to keep the conversation about something else while having a conversation with that. Um, people do love talking about themselves. They and do. I really do think that's an easy way. If you uh, are you trying, know why it's a subject, you know, well, yeah, you're not going to sound stupid. You're not going to sound, you know, uneducated Sorry, on eating. something. Um, but when when it comes to like making a good impression with somebody, whether it's a job interview or a first date or whatever, I always make the recommendation of, well, keep it focused on the other person and they'll continue to talk about themselves. And whether you are or are not truly interested, you seem like you are. You seem like you're a part of things. Um, but I guess when you flip that coin, if you are that person in the position of power that you're doing the job interview, then yeah, who cares if you're boring or not? Right. But when it comes to a friendship, when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to something personal like that, you do care. You do care. So, right. so yeah, you've got to balance that out. It's a, you know, it can be a difficult thing, and I understand why people revert back to themselves. Like I said, you're an expert in you, and you're not an expert in anything else. And it's all you can, you know, it's all you've experienced. I mean, you know, you haven't necessarily lived outside of yourself. So how are you going to, you know, unless you put yourself in situations that are interesting, that's 
that's that's all you got. I don't mind when people are boring in conversation. I don't. Like, um, that doesn't bother me because I know I can hold up most of the conversation and I'll get us through something. So that doesn't bother me. I find people to be boring when they don't, when they won't do things. Like, I hate when people are like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Where do you want to go to dinner? I don't know. I don't have an opinion. That makes you a boring, dull-ass person. Have an opinion. Tell me something. Like, hey, let's go do this. No. Hey, let's go hike the canyon. No. Like, then you're boring. Like, if you're not willing to go outside of what you like to do to try to do something that I might like to do. Like, my ex was beautiful. Right? I, I've always said this. Dude, she was a 10 on anybody's list. But she wouldn't do a damn thing but sleep till 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then watch TV the rest of the day. Like, And so I found her to be an utter bore because I was like, you are not interested in anything but thrift shopping, sleeping till three o'clock in the afternoon. Like that's bore. Like, dude, I'm too, you're too boring for me. I mean, experiences are going to diversify you as a person. You're going to be able to draw on more things. You're going to be able to talk about things that aren't necessarily yourself or, or your, you know, your, your, comfort zone. Um, I, I read something once and it was kind of in the same vein as this article is talking about like people that are boring. And I think it was more about like attracting a mate and really what it kind of like boiled down to is if could watch your life with no sound and no insight into what was going on in your mind you just watch your life on a security camera that's all you did was watch it no sound no sound you didn't have any insight on what that person was thinking or what they were saying all you could see is what they were doing if your life would suck to watch then you probably are a boring person if you're just sitting there watching tv yeah, you probably are a pretty boring person. If you're out there doing things, if you're out there engaged in stuff, you have hobbies, you have activities, you have something that you're doing within your day, something that would give it value to watch, you know, from from that perspective of a security camera, then you probably that's what's going to draw somebody to you. Actually, that's what's going to draw other experiences. That to actually you. is a pretty good analogy. Well, because like because like what you think, don't get me wrong, it matters, but like other people don't know what's going on in your head. They only know what you're doing. They only know what you've got going on there. So so if, if you're just sitting there... Well, you know what flies in the face of that, though? It's like people who read a lot. Well, I'm well, well read. I'm, I mean, I'm well read. And if you put a security camera on, all I'm doing is sitting on my couch reading these, these, the, you know, the New York Times bestseller list. Number one, stop being a pompous ass about things. And number right. two, like, I mean, and you see there why other people would view that lifestyle as boring. Like, do I want do? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I read my girlfriend <laughs> reads, but like, it, it, yes, that's an example. But I still think that like that'd be a pretty boring life if it was just like, hey, we're just going to sit around and read books with each other. I don't know. I no. The more I think about this, I don't like it. Because by your theory, dude, if I turn the volume down on the Fast and the Furious, it and and turn the volume down on like thirteen days with Kevin Costner, you know what I mean? Which is all dialogue. Oh. Like one, dude, thirteen days is a way better movie, well, right? But I mean, we're JFK's talk- a way better movie. We're talking about movies versus. Well, we're your talking about life. a screen. We're talking about watching my movie on a TV screen as a movie. That was the whole but, premise. But you're not living with Vin Diesel. Like if you were, if you were living with Vin Diesel, then yes, you going out there and like riding race cars that would be a more interesting well that would be more interesting yeah i mean there are things so yeah i mean there's a there's good knowledge in that in in the sense of add some action to your life that would be enjoyable just to the eyes versus the ears there is something like right like so if yeah if you peeked into somebody's life and they're canoeing versus like sitting on the couch that would be at least interesting to watch yeah 
So yeah, no, adding in some more action into your life. But it is like if all you can talk about yourself, that will be most people will find that boring. I won't. I'll find it interesting. Like anytime I meet somebody, I always ask them, "Well, what do you? You know all about me. What do you do? I want to know about you. What makes you tick?" But then again, I'm doing I'm doing a little my own little market research on the kind of people who listen to the program. I'm not sure most people would care about knowing that much about the other person that they're talking to. But I, me in my life, I find, dude, if if you don't have answers for things, like if I ask you like what's the best restaurant here or like where should we go to do this if you're like oh no oh no oh no or if you've lived in the same town your entire life and you haven't been to like the thing in your town i've like people who tell me i've never been to the mckinley monument the hell do you mean you've never been to that it's three miles from your house and you can't be bothered to go for 10 minutes to me you're a boring ass person if that's the way you live your life more stansbury show right around the corner hang on dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your fruit cakes the stansbury show Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069. Reading a tweet here from Mary Kay Cabot. She said the Browns, Fantone, are due to face the Ravens in week two and the Colts in week three, and both Joe Flacco and Andrew Luck currently are injured. Now that will I mean, dude, when the when the, the when a quarterback goes down, your team can do very different things. So, like, I don't know, man. I mean, the Colts are probably, I mean, their roster is probably not great to begin with, but like, if the Ravens don't have Flacco, maybe we win that game, right? I mean, the odds are certainly better. I mean, I had listed that as a loss, but if Flacco's not going to play, I might have to change that. Could we get to five games maybe this year? It's a high bar, but the Browns, you know, with the Browns, all things are possible, much like Jesus. Somebody said to me this morning, if they get to 8-8, eight and eight, will you stop playing the sacks? Our buddy Dwayne, who listens. And I said, no. I said, dude, it's the AFC Championship game. They reach an AFC Championship game, I will... Because, dude, we remember we had a fluke 10-win season. Wasn't it Derek Anderson that got us there 10 wins? Something like that, yeah. Right? We had, we had a fluke 10-win season. That can be a fluke. You get to an AFC Championship game, I don't believe that that's a fluke. Because no, I don't that's a turnaround. Yeah, I believe you will then make the playoffs a couple of years and then then make the AFC Championship game. To me, that's a legit turnaround, no. and that's what needs to happen before I'll start stop dogging on the Browns. I dude, when I thought about this yesterday, again, I was Munch had me on his show yesterday, and actually Fantone will be on it today on uh, Fox Sports thirteen fifty, right? Yep, four fifty. I'll be on there. And so, you know, I was talking to him about this yesterday. I said, dude, if the Browns would have never bumbled this whole thing, we would be revered like the Packers because we should be. We're an original. Oh, yeah. Like the NFL wants the Browns to be good. I think it was last year the Browns' all-time winning percentage dipped under 500 for the first time ever. And really, and I remember talking to Scott from Winning for Next Year about it, and he was like, it's just a testament to how bad they've been since 1999. I mean, a team that was, you know, a a, a true-to-the-heart NFL-like great franchise has, you know, just fallen on, on the worst times imaginable. Ever. Right. And you have to stop being an embarrassment. And I, I think that they're getting closer. I, I think it's only probably four or five games this year. I'm still staying with four. That's closer. I mean, that is. It's closer but it's, than well, one. It's closer than one and 15 anyway. Yeah. I, uh, but I, I felt like that was, you know, that was pretty interesting there for Mary Kay Cabot. I did not know that. I did not know Flacco was hurt. I didn't know that. Certainly good news from a Cleveland Browns fan perspective. Don't I want mean, to celebrate anybody being injured, but. Well, and I don't want to celebrate a victory that they don't have yet. You know what I mean? That's like, fair too. let's be real just because, you know, Joe Oh, a Flacco backup quarterback out. can beat this team, sure. You're right. You're going to see at least one backup quarterback beat him this year for sure. 
So this Houston, uh, you know, hurricane thing is, is, is you know, it's problematic. Yeah, and uh, so, so the news, I think, at this point, because they've been covering it now three, four days, are like, like now grasping to find you the interesting story. And out of Liberty, Texas now, uh, Jerry Warrens has lived in Liberty for about eight years. And uh, known to the locals simply as J.D., he's not sure whether uh, he'll live in his mobile home if it doesn't make it through the remains of Hurricane Harvey and his floods. But he was forced to evacuate his house Wednesday, Phantom. So he woke up, stepped out of bed, and realized the water had started to rise. And he said, it's time to go. So a friend of his waded through the waist-high water to help him escape after he initially insisted, you know what, I'm staying. I'm not leaving. Screw this water. I'm going to stay right where I am. So then his friend like had to convince him, like, look, no, 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 dude, you can't stay here. You're going to die if you stay here. We got you know, we to we gotta move on. Especially living in a mobile home. I mean, I don't think any structure is necessarily safe, but at the same time, a house is at least going to give you somewhat of like protection. A mobile home, that thing's going to wash away. For sure. So JD made the trek through uh, like above waist-deep water. And he cared about saving two things from his mobile home. All right. Leaving his house. Not sure it's going to be there when it gets back. Going to be full on destroyed, most likely. Yeah. JD had to make sure he had two things. I'll tell you the first one. Okay. Was his cell phone charger. I'm guessing cell phone probably in a pocket then, right? Yeah. I mean, important that you have a charger with you. I would agree. Um, I don't necessarily know. I mean, like... I, that that, that I wouldn't mean, be the first service? thing I thought of. I mean, I would think. I mean, I would have to imagine cell service is disrupted a little bit down there, right? Somewhat, yeah. I and would think. Where are you going to get to an electrical outlet? Right. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, so I, I wouldn't put that at the top of my priority list, but still, I'd want to grab it. Would you like to venture a guess on what the other item JD had to take out of the mobile home was? Um, maybe family photos. He wants to remember, you know, all the good times he had with his kids and his wife and all that. Very close. Okay, but wrong. Okay, JD. Waded through waist deep waters, saving his cell phone charger and his divorce papers. Jeez. It's kind of the opposite of what I thought then. It just goes to show you, dude, right? No matter what's happening, a guy still wants to get away from his No question. No matter what it is, dude, you could be facing like an awful natural disaster, and it's still like, dude, if I make it through this, just make sure I don't have to talk to you. Or anymore. What physical item, not, you know, I mean, you don't have a pet, but like, what was the one thing you'd go into your house and you'd be like, yo, I gotta make sure I get that? From my, it has to be my apartment right now. Right. Your apartment, what you've got in there today. You know, I'm proud to say this. There's not. Mm, no. I mean, there would be, don't get me wrong, there are gonna be things I'd be sad I lost. Right. But I have not one personal possession that I would feel as if could not be replaced. I try not to be attached to possessions that way. Um, they would be in the trunk of my car, but my golf clubs would be my first choice. First thing of is like, one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, please. That's like $1,500, $2,000 to refit everything to start from scratch. And so I wouldn't want to have to spend that. So... Oh, my Tiffany Marsh painting. I would want that. She was a local artist here in Canton, Ohio, and I bought a painting out of her studio, and I love that painting. I would want to save that. Uh, my signed Derek Hess clutch poster, I would want to save that. I'm a big Derek fan, and I'm a big clutch fan, so I would want to save that. 
I, man, I can't tell if this makes me good or pathetic. I was like, going to say, yeah, is that virtuous or sad? I'm going to go with virtuous. Okay. Because <laughs> I know I am because I am. And I, I don't know. I, I think the older you get, you should not be tied to possessions like that. Like, if you get to my age and you're still obsessed with your possessions, I worry about you. Yeah, but it would be the golf clubs. It would have to be the golf clubs. I'm going with bag of post show. It's going to be stressful out there. You know what I'm saying, dude? You're out there and you're you're swimming in a in, in, in five feet of rainwater. Your boy's going to want to take a break. Joe's asking me, dude. You're not even going to go save your Kiss garbage can. Now again, I have the original Kiss garbage can from the '70s. Not that any of that reproduction crap you see in the malls now. Um, it's still in Vegas. Like all of my personal possessions I care about are all in storage in Vegas. So, like, that's why, because my mom's too lazy to get in, put in boxes and send it to me, um, which I'm probably going to do over Christmas when I go. But so, like, all my. Per- so, yeah, I guess maybe that's I do have personal possessions, but they're all in Vegas. So I, th- th- I don't have to worry. I'm never going to flood there. Well, at least again, it did actually once like 10 years ago. The post show is the only thing you're going to take out of your house? What else is in there? I don't care. About, what am I taking? My couch? My TV? I don't care about any of that crap. You can't carry the couch. You're not right. carrying the TV above your head through water. Right. And I mean... Dude, a big screen TV is 500 bucks. My, my my girlfriend and my cats aside, I mean, those are the things I care about in right. the house. What else do I care about, Anything dude? that's not alive, right. you can replace with money. Give me that bag of post show. Your boy's stressed out, man. And family photos anymore? Dude, my Instagram didn't go down. Yeah, right. You, you exactly. know what I mean? My Instagram's still up. Um... As far as I said, you know, uh, thing of post show, I was thinking the other day, like, what are drug addicts in Houston doing? Like, they have to be losing their minds. Because, I mean, you can say, like, the dope man's still open, but you can't get to the dope man, dude. You can't. Right? I mean, if you're a dude, heroin the, addict. Dude, the power of heroin. Dude, if, I mean, dude, if you're breaststroking the heroin, <laughs> I mean, dude, like, good luck ending that epidemic. You know what I mean? All right. So the cheating culture is... I mean, that's just who, who human beings are. They're, 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 like, a bunch of us are just cheaters. And it turns out, if you want to step outside of your relationship, you have to be willing to do one specific thing. And married couples, I'm going to tell you, you better start getting on this, or you're going to watch your partner walk out the door. And I'll tell you what it is next on The Sansbury Show. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. People ask me all the time, Stansbury, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare options and choose the plan that will be best for them. If you don't have your insurance license, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30, we'll pass out some Ohio Championship Wrestling tickets. Before I get to this story about people cheating on their husbands and wives and why they do it and what's the one thing you got to be willing to do if you want to step outside of your marriage, before we get into this, I want to address a piece of like complaint mail I took yesterday on the program. So I was telling a story yesterday about how I had uh, I was seeing a woman once upon a time when I was living somewhere else in the country, and she was older than I was. And we were talking about tattoos and piercings yesterday, and I said, look, I took her clothes off, and you know, she was older than I was. I think she was like 41 at the time, and uh, this was five, six years ago. And she had a belly button ring. 
And I admitted out loud yesterday on the program that I judged her for that in my mind. And I said, I was like, it didn't stop me. I, I obviously still went through it. And, uh, and you know, we never really were a couple, but we would spend some time together and the like, right? And this woman, Tracy, heard it and she took personal offense because she's 46 and has tattoos and has a belly button ring. And she got really mad at me. And I thought that this was really interesting. So the woman I was talking about actually heard the podcast yesterday. And she called me for the first time and I can't tell you how long. She goes, you know why I think people get mad at you sometimes? She's like, because you don't tell them the whole story. She's like, you know, you've only got a certain amount of time, and so you're just telling them what you thought. She's like, you know, you and I laughed about that together a week later about the fact that I was looking at you like, oh my God, this guy is like almost 40 and then wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. Like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. And I was like, yeah. You're right. Like so like Tracy, did you get upset not knowing that I what did, what is it that you think that I think that I'm infallible and that nobody could look at me and have any judgments on me? But if you think people are interacting with you, even people who say they love you before they shut the light out at night and aren't judging you, you're crazy. Well, I mean, I think, you know, you're crazy. You're being judged at all times of life. I mean, yes, you we're all like witnessing the things around us and like internalizing thoughts about them. So, yes, everyone's being judged at all times, Tracy. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why she got so mad about that. But again, people can't hear things anymore and not directly related to him. I've never met you. I've never met your family. For all I know, you could be the nicest woman in the world. Well, and whether you are or are not the nicest woman in the world, if you're 41 years old, 42 years old, and you have a belly button, you could be the nicest person on the face of the planet. You could be Mother Teresa. You could be, you could be, you know, you could be a brilliant woman and people are still going to judge you for having a belly button at 42 years old. I don't care what ring he you're means. Ter- yes. No, are, you're allowed to have a belly button. Are, but the belly button ring, yeah. Whether you're a terrible person or whether you're the best person on the face of the planet, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about 42-year-olds with belly buttons. Right. right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, she listened to the podcast yesterday, and she was like, I, I, she got, I don't know. She's like, I'm the girl. She's like, I don't know why, I, if I'm not mad, why is anybody whether, else mad at you? Whether, whether, whether that chick is banging dudes in Iron Maiden shirts or, or $3,000 suits, that's not the conversation that we're having. We're having the conversation about a belly button ring on a 42-year-old, and I'm sorry, there are going to be people that judge you for that. And, right. and the fact that Stansbury is one of them doesn't make him a terrible person. Yeah, I don't know why she got so upset about that, but people, I don't know, there's something about it where, and and I think it's, you know what I really think it is? I think people hear things from somebody else and they go, oh God, maybe maybe he's right. It's not like, it's not like, you know, you yesterday were like, well, and you know what? I made that I made that bitch take her belly button ring out. Right. No, you didn't do that. You didn't start a a movement of like, you know, we've got to we've got to march on Washington trying to prevent 42-year-old women from having belly button rings. You didn't do that either. No. Yeah, so like what, I put what, a condom on, gave her the best 45 <laughs> seconds of her damn life <laughs> and rolled over and went to bed. What are, what are we talking about? That's, that's all I did. God, dude, I just don't understand. There's so many things and this applies across the board for people on the left, people on the right, people older, people that are millennials, people that like guys, why do we care what other people are doing okay so you do something i have an opinion about it that should be the end of it maybe you think my opinion sucks but like why does this have to turn into like oh my gosh this was this personal affront on me what do you because dude if you don't love everybody if you don't love everything somebody's doing you're a hater because welcome to 2017. If I you don't agree hater. with if you don't agree with every last thing somebody does you're a hater. I hate all of you. That's so God. So they have interviewed 9,000 cheaters. Okay. All right. And it turns out that if you want to step outside the bounds of any relationship, any committed relationship, you have to be willing to do one thing for that person. 
right. And married people, you need to listen to this. Okay. I'm telling you, you cannot overstate the importance of this message. You know what that one thing is? What is it? It's oral sex. Oral sex. That's what everybody said. 9,000 people polled. Why are they cheating? Because the person I'm cheating with will commit or will, will, will perform oral sex for me, and the person I'm married to won't. This was men and women. There's some, I hear women say this all the time. Well, I got married, so I don't have to, so I don't have to do that anymore. Well, you're going to get divorced because you're not doing it anymore. And men, the same thing goes for you, too. This, you have to give to get, like anything in the world. And I find this sad. How, first of all, what did you put a ring on somebody for and say, I'm, this is my human for the rest of my life if this was already an issue for you? If, if you guys didn't feel like you were sexually compatible, yeah, I can. I can why? What, what Money you, and sex are the two things right. that break relationships up. You know what I mean? So you got to get on that. The survey determined that 65% of women and 68% of men would not, would not have extramarital sex with somebody who is not down to perform oral sex. So the, but what they're saying there is, not that my wife's not doing it. I wouldn't cheat on my wife unless she was. Right. But okay. but I okay. but again, when they break these numbers down further, they find that the people who actually leave their relationships, one of the, the, the one of the biggest factors of why they do it is to seek more oral sex because they're okay. not getting enough of it at home. So it's a little twofold here. But if you if you're looking to seduce somebody out of their relationship, if you're not willing to do that, they're not going to risk the behavior for you. I think that's very telling. On what on how much oral sex means to people, and that's it, to me. It just, it, I mean, and I guess I can't be surprised that I'm not like the 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 average bear here. But like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoy oral sex, but I'm not like an enthusiast of it. I'm not like, dude, this is the best part of sex. So like, I don't know. I don't even. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that was 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 you know at least in my perspective, that wouldn't be the thing that decided. Well, am I going to stray or am I not going to stray there? Apparently, this research was also the first to gather data on a wide range of sexual behaviors not previously studied. Recruited more than uh, you know ten thousand adults and asked them to rate the appeal of more than fifty sex acts. They found that participants had engaged in an impressive variety of sexual behaviors, but the most cherished were tame yet uh, yet intimate. Contrary to stereotypes, Phantom, the most appealing behaviors, even for men, are romantic and affectionate behaviors. The lead author, done by a woman, says these include kissing more often during sex, cuddling, saying sweet romantic things during sex, making the room feel romantic in preparation for sex, and so on. I don't care about the room feeling romantic at all. I don't want your cat on the bed. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want the dog on the bed with us when we're about to have sex. I, I, but I, I don't need candles and all that. Nor do I think that's practical on, an, on, an, on a regular on, basis. On Wednesday in the middle of the afternoon when the kids are at, still at the babysitters. No, it's not. I, I was going to say, I think, you know, at least somewhat frequently, you probably do need to put that effort in. You do need to put on her favorite music and you do need to kind of like set the mood. Oh, music is important for but, sex. I would agree. But like, on, on, a, on an average weekly basis, that's probably just not practical for most. For me, I, I you know what? I, I'm probably guilty here. I probably don't like romance the room up enough. Like I'll take you out. I'm gonna take you to you know what I mean. I will go to a nice dinner or museums and things like like I'm not opposed to like date night. Like I like date night. I like doing things. I like the, there's nothing worse than don't get me wrong. When you're in a comfortable part of your relationship, sitting on the couch, eating Chinese bored, food right? with the dog, watching Netflix, that part is effing great but it's only great to be when you're doing all the maintenance in the relationship like date night and doing all those things to make sure you're still enjoying one another i just thought that that was very very telling because to me it just screams one thing 
People aren't putting their mouth near genitals anywhere near enough. If this is what's pulling people away from relationships or they won't leave the relationship unless you're going to do that. It's very, very telling. I'm telling you, dude, your partner wants more of that. Start doing it. We'll get you hooked up with some Ohio Championship Wrestling tickets. That's next. I'm Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studes with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. Labor Day weekend is upon us, and you know what that means? Pretty soon, winter will be here. Summer's over. And it won't be long before you have to shovel your driveway. And there's no worse feeling in the world than heading into the winter season worried about a car that might break down on the freeway. Imagine being stuck on 77 in the freezing cold and snow. That would be 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed anything from today's program, you'll be able to podcast it there shortly after 10 a.m. And again, at 11 o'clock, Teresa will get you hooked up with the next keyword of the day, send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. I, uh, I, I don't want to get too political at the end of the program on Friday before we head into a long weekend, but I would like to say that I feel like the story of the of President Trump donating a million dollars personal funds to the victims of uh, Hurricane Harvey is a wildly unreported story. And so a little bit of what Trump fans are always saying about that were the, were the positive things that come out of his presidency you never hear about and you only hear about the negatives or you only hear about like, look what happens in Trump's America. Well, this is one of the things that's happening in Trump's America too. And it has been wildly underreported. I know I can find articles on it in all the major news outlets. What I'm talking about, news outlets, sorry. What I'm talking about is you, the people. Because everybody retweets, everybody posts everything on Facebook and everything he's doing awful. And yet, none of you want to admit that he's out there doing that. And to be honest with you, I don't know. I bet if I looked back in throughout time, I could find another president that did something similar. It's probably even Obama, maybe. But I got to tell you, when I heard that, I liked it. And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, you know what? I like that. Because I'm not willing to allow, to allow my politics to skew my view of something that is good. And I felt like that was good. And I liked it. And I enjoyed that. So you know what, President Trump? As a guy who's been critical of you, that was a move that I like, and that was a move that I respected. There you go. Ohio State was in action last night, and uh, I got to admit, man, in the first half of that game, they looked bad. I mean, it was just like, wow, man, they looked slow. The DBs looked horrible. It looked like our wide receivers couldn't catch. And I had predicted shortly before the game started, somebody asked me, I said, ah, they're going to win by 60. And then I said, dude, all seriousness, uh, Ohio State will win by 30. And then, sure enough, it ended up being 49-21. I got pretty close there. And, uh, dude, just be thankful you have Urban Meyer. <laughs> just be thankful. Dude, whatever you got to pay Urban Meyer, you keep paying it. I do that. If Urban Meyer comes back to you and says next year, says $15 million, pay it. Pay it. College sports comes down to the guy who is corralling the athletes. That's what it all comes down to. Yeah, I mean, I think college sports and I think the lower down the ladder you go this applies, so obviously college sports more than pro sports. Um, you're looking to exploit the the mismatches you have. You're looking to, yes, we have better wide receivers than you have defensive backs, therefore that's our game plan. Um, when you get up to the NFL, I think all guys are better. All guys are on a higher plateau. They need to believe in what you're trying to show them. It's less rah-rah and yeah. more do you really yeah. know what you're talking about. We're I think Urban is in other college coaches. Look at Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, which, by the way, I mean, dude, he's just turning that program around. I think they're going to be better than people think even this year. And thank God, I want Michigan and Ohio State to both be really good. I want that game to be the most you know, important game in college football. That's the way I would like for it to be. 
And uh, but like those guys, dude, they're taking eighteen-year-old kids who, uh, in a lot of situations come from very desperate situations where you have belief in nothing and they're getting them all to believe in not only the system but themselves and that's what coaching is on that level and Urban Meyer in my estimation is probably Saban's probably the more this is a lot like the Brady Montana argument where I feel like Saban's probably the more accomplished coach but if I was going to hire a college football coach for my program I would probably hire Urban Meyer first I don't know what makes me say that. Maybe it's because he did take the Ohio State job. I was going to say, I mean, a little bit of Homer isn't there, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. well, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to be fair about it, there probably is a little bit. I, w- I would have to imagine there's going to be a little bit of it there. Um, but I just feel like in his hype videos and the things I see and what he does off. And now I'm sure Nick does a lot of that stuff, too, and I just don't see it. But it, like to me, also, if I was going to send my kid to go play for one of them, I would want my kid to play for Urban before Nick. Now, if I felt like my kid had NFL talent, maybe you send him to Saban because, although Ohio State put 15, 15 guys in the draft last year. I was going to say, I think most people going into a Division One school, uh, whether you're picking between Alabama or Ohio, Ohio State, State, you feel like you're going to be... It's like 1A, 1B right. there. It's not exactly 1 versus 2 there. I, um, You know, they did not look good in the first half. They turned it around. They poured it on. I think we're going to have a pretty good positive Ohio State Buckeyes season. But you got to win every game. Like that's the thing about college football it's so tough, dude. If you I mean if you screw up a half, those AP polls will kill you. Oh yeah, I was going to say there's no way that they didn't harm themselves coming out of the gate last. Oh night. yeah, they they did. For um, sure they did. You know, and you turn it on in the second half and it's a weird line with college football because there's it's not just results driven, it's how did you beat them and right. what, you know, Did what you win in is. dramatic fashion? And and it's a weird line there, but the nature of the beast in that game and when you have 150 Division 1 teams that have to fight for four playoff spots, I mean, they've got to do something other than just picking the undefeated. Just win losses right. because there's plenty of you know there'll be teams that are undefeated that don't deserve to get in there the big 10 is so good right now for college football i mean it's so good i know all the quarterbacks are in the pac-12 right now but like although jt barrett's listed as one of the top five in the country how old is jt barrett he's a senior this year right i, I was gonna say i mean I don't, I, i'm i'm not an ohio state watcher but like god it feels like that guy's been quarterback for the buckeyes i feel like or at least in the conversation for the past seven years <laughs> He does feel like 40, right? Right? Uh, right? Doesn't it feel like he's been in forever? You know, I, I, I didn't think about that. But, yeah, I mean, he was on that team when uh, when Cardell Jones won the national title, right? Yeah, it feels like forever. Ago. He was hurt that year. So, like, do they change the rule? I, I, I don't know the college rules on that enough. But it does. God, it does. You're right. It feels like Barrett's been there forever. And I know they were saying before the game he's listed as, like, the fifth best quarterback in the country right now. And I'll tell you this. At the start of the game last night, it didn't look like that. Although his wide receivers didn't do him any favors. They I mean, they just dropped pass after pass after pass. And those DBs, honestly, dude, the defense looked shaky in the beginning. But I believe in Urban Meyer. And if, if, I, was, if I was the head of a university, that he would be at the very top of my hire list. And I honestly, dude, I would pay a college coach if they were good. And they had won everywhere they've been. And Urban normally takes one year to get a program turned around. I would give that guy whatever the hell he wants and keep him there forever. Because it is the Ohio State University. And that's the standard. Fantone's part of Ohio Championship Wrestling tomorrow night at Buzzbin. We have tickets. And we'll give them to you next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes.
on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. People ask me all the time, Stansbury, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare. 6-9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Don't give a flying hell, Billy. Kick the dust up. <laughs> if, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. <laughs> you want to battle these? You better have endurance before you crash, man. Get that general insurance. Both sides of the plate. The pitch swung on, grounded up the middle. Lindor diving, smothered it. Glove flip to second one. Ramirez relay. Got him at first. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that. If- Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this, dumbass? Yeah, fucking fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your the truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Uh, nobody's ever accused me of pulling any weapon on them. What? I, I turned him into a Mexican tonight. He felt <laughs> like a Mexican. I got some mighty dog food, some kind of shit. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much do you take on your face. No, this is wrong. Oh my God, look at what you did to him. And you know, this is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 36 years old. You know, bring your kids I had to take off my shoes and run. So kiss my black Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. There will be a civil war in the United States of America. So GT Barrett alone in the backfield. Barrett's going to keep it. Barrett, end zone touchdown. As Indiana in their stadium last night chanting overrated to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah, man, you might want to wait till the game's over on that one. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show at Rock 106.9. You know, September 1st, uh, here we are. It's first Friday tonight. Downtown Canton will be, uh, well, filled with people. It'll be a good time. It's like Fantone always says we get 12 extra drinking holidays a year. And it is September the 1st. And I don't know if I'm being duped on this or not, but I know, like, fall is now officially here. And apparently hoping to cash in on the most popular fall trend there is, apparently Pizza Hut is announcing it will be offering a pumpkin spiced stuffed crust pizza. Ugh. Like I like I'll have to admit, like I find pumpkin spice like even like the lattes and stuff to be gross. Like that flavor just honestly it tastes like it taste to me pumpkin spice tastes the way like pencil shavings to like soap up vomit would smell. Like that's what that tastes like to me. It's not appealing. No, not at all. But but people love that pumpkin spice thing. This is less about them selling this and, and more about us talking about it. And say Pizza Hut. Yeah. So say Pizza. Absolutely. That's exactly. Either what it that is. or it's a, just a complete and utter fake. 
Speaking of complete and utter fakes, okay, Juice Jennings. Juice Jennings calling him out. Juice Jennings is a complete and utter fake. Okay, if you don't know, and most of you don't, <laughs> Juice Jennings is a wrestler inside of Ohio Championship Wrestling, and Fantone, of course, is involved in this because he's a grown-up, duh. And Ohio Championship Wrestling is having their event at tomorrow night at Busbin, and so dare I say. Walk us through what happened. <laughs> all right. This all started about a month ago, and I uh, I was doing commentary for Ohio Championship Wrestling. That's one of the things I do. I kind of host the uh, events as well. So That's the thing he does. Well, not one of them. Well, you know, I do a couple different things for the organization, and they have a uh, an awesome arena up in Akron, which is where they primarily run out of. But like you said, they're coming to Canton. At their last event, uh, Juice Jennings was fighting for the Ohio Championship Wrestling heavyweight title, fighting Dark Star Matt Taylor. And uh, so in the match, Juice Jennings, a notorious rule breaker, a notorious, uh, you know, coward. cheater, coward is what yeah. I would say, yeah, I uh, used the steel chair against Dark Star Matt Taylor when the referee had been knocked out and ended up, you know, using the steel chair. Referee, you know, picks himself up, counts out the one, two, three. He didn't see it. And I'm in the back and I'm like, dude, I'm not letting you that stand. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not letting that stand. No. So I went out. And I addressed the crowd. I told the referee what like happened. Come out. And, and, and at that point, we restarted the match. Juice Jennings ends up losing it, and and you know Matt Taylor walks away as the OCW Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. So and since Juice Jennings claims that you know you stole the title, and I, I feel I, like no, he just didn't win it. I did not. I dude, I upheld the integrity of Ohio Championship Wrestling. That's yeah. what I did. And now, dude, this is how, dude, this is how poor Juice Jennings is. He's got me out here defending Fantone. So what, he was up here yesterday looking to like hunt you out? Yeah, he came up here yesterday. I believe it was uh, a little later in the afternoon after I already left, but I guess oh. he was like I guess he was like harassing Linda the front desk lady asking where I was. Oh, dude, talk about somebody who could kick his ass. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. He's out there giving Linda ish. Listen, Juice. You run your <laughs> mouth about Fantone all you want. You mess with my donut delivery though. That's dude, Linda's my donut delivery. Don't be messing with my old lady. So this is essentially what happened yesterday. Oh my god. I decided I don't want to wait till Saturday. It was this or Boston, guys. I don't want to answer right now, Fantone, so I'm right here in your backyard, 106.9. I'm coming into your house just like you came into my house. You screwed me over for my championship, and now I'm right here in your yard. So I'm looking for you. Where are you, Fantone? Come on out and face me like a man. Okay. See, no, no, no. We're just going to stop right here. Where are you, Fantone? It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, dude. He's at home. Puss. You're going to call a man out at a building where you know he's not? Go to his house. Sissy, you want me to give you his address? Inbox me. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'm kind of worried. I feel like I saw ju- the Juice Mobile driving past my house the other day with him like veering out of the window looking at me. You would know it was him. He'd be pushing it. <laughs> I, I don't know. How did I get sucked into this? How did I now get like sucked? I don't even care about the WWE. And now I'm like, now I'm sucked into a storyline with a guy named Dark Star Matt Taylor. And how about I got it right? Yeah, how about you know it? Dude, I would probably not know Mike Pence if you, if you put him right in front of me. But Dark Star Matt Taylor, buddy. We do have a pair of tickets for you so you can check out Fantone tomorrow night. Do whatever the hell he was just <laughs> talking about. Ohio Championship Wrestling at Buzzman. We'll take all our 15 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, we're done for the week. And we will not be back live until Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. We will observe Labor Day. Pretty much the way we observe every other day by not doing a goddamn thing. But you guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you Tuesday morning. See you. Lay your ass down.
down for the three second tag. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. There are very few things in life more frustrating than when you take great care of your car and some idiot in traffic smashes all into it. If you've been in a collision, whether it be big or small, North Canton Collision is who you call. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist. They repair every make and every model. North Canton Collision also has 24-hour towing. They have on-site rental cars and state-of-the-art paint 